Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, October 2nd, 2017. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 152, the second full paragraph. Today's readers are Lindsay B. on the 12 Steps, Melissa C.K. on the 12 Traditions, and reading the text are Karen T. and Becky K. The reference numbers uh, for yesterday, Sunday, uh, October 1st, the special edition is 10,492, and for this morning, 7 a.m. East Coast meeting on October 2nd, the reference number is 10,493. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA who still, to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Lindsay B. to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning, my Vision family. This is Lindsay B., grateful from New Hampshire. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. 
Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Lindsay B. And I'll now ask Melissa C.K. to read the 12 Traditions of OA. Good morning. This is Melissa C.K., Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Chattanooga, Tennessee. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for allowing me to do service. I pass. Thank you, Melissa C.K. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your sharing to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what we read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study on page 152 in the big book uh, where it says, yes, there is a substitute. We will read three paragraphs and comment on the second and third paragraph 
ending with love thy neighbor as thyself. And uh, I will ask Karen T. to begin the reading today. Thank you, Kathy. Can you hear me? I can, Karen. Thanks. Great. Hi, this is Karen T., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New Orleans. Yes, there is a substitute, and it's vastly more than that. It is a fellowship in Alcoholics Anonymous. There you will find release from care, boredom, and worry. Your imagination will be fired. Life will mean something at last. The most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. Thus we find the fellowship, and so will you. How is that to come about, you ask? Where am I going to find these people? You're going to meet these new friends in your own community. Near you, alcoholics are dying helplessly like people in a sinking ship. If you live in a large place, there are hundreds. High and low, rich and poor, these are their future fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. Among them, you'll make lifelong friends. You will be bound to them with new and wonderful ties, for you will escape disaster together, and you will commence shoulder to shoulder your common journey. Then you will know what it means to give of yourself that others may survive and rediscover life. You will learn the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. Let me just start my timer here. Um, wow, I love these paragraphs. Um, uh, this part of the bottom of 152, you will escape disaster together and you will commence shoulder to shoulder on your common journey. Um, that refers back to page 17 that we're, um, that we're bound by this escaping disaster. And then we have a common solution, it says on page 117. And that's what binds us together today, is our common solution, which of course is the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. And we convince shoulder to shoulder on this common journey. We have to be with our fellows. I like the idea of there's one person on my left shoulder and one person on my right shoulder, and that could be a different OA member each day. Uh, my sponsor is definitely on one of my shoulders, but um, we uh, do not have to do this alone. And that is the great fact. It's wonderful. And, you know, we will know what it means to give of myself. I will know what it means to give of myself that others may survive and rediscover life. It is so exciting to be a big book guide, a sponsor, whatever you want to call it, and watch as higher power does the work, but to have a front row seat to watch someone else discover their higher power and rediscover life and to open up and blossom. There's just nothing like it. Um, it's, it's, it's everything that this, these paragraphs say, to see these people that you grow to love getting it and uh, going from the pit of, of compulsive overeating into people who are helping others and have rediscovered life. It's just great. And then it says, love thy neighbor as thyself. And we have to learn the full meaning of that. You know, I didn't love myself when I uh, came into Overeaters Anonymous. And I love myself today. 
Um, and so that helps me to love others, love my neighbors. And um, that is a huge gift of the program, that I love myself, I respect myself, and I have a way of life that uh, keeps me close to a higher power and keeps me coming back. So thank you so much for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Karen T. Um, Who would like to share on the second and third paragraphs that Karen read? Mo H. Mo H. Who else? Ellen C. G. I'm sorry, who is that? Ellen C. G. Ellen C. G. Got you. Who else? Becky K. Wendy N. K. Wendy N. I heard somebody after that. Who is that? Kristen R. Kristen R. I have Mo H, Ellen C G, Betsy K, Wendy N, and Kristen R. Did I miss anyone? Okay, great. Let's E. I'm sorry, who is that? Barbara E. Barbara E. Gotcha, Barbara. Let's stop there and we'll take more later. And Mo H, please go ahead. Yes, this is Mo H from Northern California. Um, I'm sharing first because I have sponsees starting to call me and I need to change them so I can be live on this meeting more frequently. What I heard was shoulder to shoulder. And if I wasn't shoulder to shoulder at that convention, I don't know what is shoulder to shoulder, but close to 800 people and just a room full of recovered compulsive overeaters, just lifted my spirits. Uh, I took a leap of faith in going. I knew maybe three people. And when I came out of there, I knew dozens and dozens. And I'm just so grateful for this meeting, which has saved my life. Uh, I've been in the room since 1989 and have had tons of relapses and slips and left the rooms. And since I've been on this meeting for Almost two years now, I've been recovered. I've gone through the big book a number of times now, and I'm taking people through it. Uh, the other line on there was, love thy neighbor as thyself. And I was able to love you guys, so that, and you taught me how to love myself. And um, I'm a happy, joyous, and free person. I am recovered happily, as I hear said. And I, uh, I look forward to phone calls. I look forward to making them. I look forward to receiving them. I look forward to my meetings. I look forward to studying the big book. And it's a joy. And, and this is so true. This is the substitute, the fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous. And with that, I will pass. And thank you for your service, Kathy. Thank you, Mo H. Ellen uh, C.G., please go ahead. Thanks. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Great. This is Ellen C.G., and I am north of Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, yesterday, my husband uh, was staring at me, and I said, why are you staring at me? And he said, you are so different. There is something about you that is so different. And I just responded, it's recovery. You know, I can only love my neighbor as myself, 
when I'm in recovery because the illness is a one-way journey into self. And when I am an illness, I cannot get out of myself. Everything is about me. Every conversation is about me. Every moment of the day is about me. I just, I can't think of anybody but myself. But when I'm in recovery, not only can I think of other people, in fact, the 12 steps direct me to, to, to not think of myself, to focus on other people. How many times in the big book does it say, you know, we commenced um, to think, uh, to care for others. Uh, we got out of ourselves. The 10th step specifically says when you're done with it, um, who am I going to go help? You know, so the key to recovery and a symptom of recovery is that you're out of yourself and you're helping others. And it's the freedom that the illness will not allow me, but the recovery gives me. With that, I pass. Thank you, Ellen C.G. Betsy K., please go ahead. Hi, this is Becky K. from Maryland. Thank you for letting me share. Um, I I really like these paragraphs because it, it tells me some, it gives me another premise of the program. I know that the big book really, a lot of people look at the premises on page 83 and 84, but this gives me a new premise here where it says here, I will make lifelong friends. I will escape disaster together with them on my common journey. To me, these are, these are promises that have run, run true. I, I know when I was in the food, I never felt like I belonged. Even, even as my memories as far back as, as middle school or high school, I, I never felt like I had true friends and that I really belonged. I came into the rooms of OA and there was this instant connection. I knew I belonged. People, they knew how I thought, they knew how I acted, um, and they could even help me through this disease of mine. And it's true. I, I have become lifelong friends with these folks. And, and I have grown to love them. As, as the previous person mentioned, I, I've grown to love myself first um, and then be able to love them. And it's interesting. On page, um, this reminds me on page um, 15, it says here, um, one of the paragraphs, we commence to make many friends and a fellowship has grown up among us, of which we have a wonderful thing to be feel part of. The joy of living we, we really have, even under pressure and difficulty. I have seen hundreds of families set their feet in a path that really goes somewhere. This is, this is, this is a promise that I have really enjoyed receiving. It, it's a beautiful gift of, of the program. So when I work these steps and I transform my mind, I realize that I am part of a big family. And I can't tell you how much that has meant to me. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Becky Kay. And I'm sorry I got your name wrong the first time. Uh, Wendy N., please go ahead. Yes, good morning. It's Wendy M. So grateful to be recovered and abstinent in Colorado. And uh, Kathy, thank you for your service today. So I look at the word friends, right? And I was surrounded by people growing up. I was, my, my family always had people over and um, it was important for me to be surrounded by people. 
but um, nothing like the friendship I have today. These weren't friends because I was face down in the food. I barely remember or have memories with these friends. Or in, as people said, in, middle, in junior high, um, there was a group of girls I knew, but they all were wearing Shemenda fairs, which were these fabulous pants if you're skinny and you have beautiful legs, you get to wear them. I didn't wear Shemenda fairs. That was, I wasn't in that camp. Uh, so I would sit by myself and have, um, have lunch every day by myself doing my homework. And the feeling of not belonging was so deep in me. But, I, you know, I, I was eating over it. I was also the person who I ran for a student body, everything. People knew who I am. They, they knew my name. I didn't know anybody's name. It didn't matter to me because I was eating. And that was my only interest. That was my hobby. Um, You know, so I didn't, not only did I not have friends, I didn't know how to be a friend, right? So I walk into the, I walk into the rooms um, 17 years ago and I was home immediately. And, you know, four months later, I'm having a wedding and most of the people in, you know, at my wedding are all fellowship people. They're all fellowship people. It took me a nanosecond to get what a friendship meant, you know, and the sense of belonging was like none other. It was the most satisfying feeling. It continues to be the most satisfying feeling. When I'm in the market and I see someone, one of us, it's a God shot, right? I feel better just seeing them from across the hall. Um, and as someone said, the convention was a love fest, right? So 750 people and you love all of them. And I loved people I had never met before because the truth is we've all met each other before because we're so deeply connected to one another. I'm, I feel so deeply connected to absolutely everyone in that room. Um, and there's nothing like being felt, being understood, being seen. And then there's nothing like feeling another, to understand another, and to see another, you know. And this is this is the gift of this program, and um, and it's yeah, it's like none other. And I have to say too that it's not just friends in program, although of course, you know, we're escaping disaster together. What a beautiful thing! What what an amazing gift we give each other every single day. Amazing gift. Um, but the other piece I'm finding is I'm, 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 yesterday I saw someone I haven't seen in 30 years. I don't remember anything of our memories. I don't even rem- remember much of our friendship. And now I'm with her and the love that comes out, uh, you know, the three-dimensional love that's coming out from and the laughter with people, it's unbelievable. And thanks for letting me share it. Okay. Thank you very much, Wendy. Um Kristen R., please go ahead. Hi, this is Kristen R. in Virginia. Thanks for letting me share, and thank you for your service today. Um, I didn't even know or understand the meaning of this passage when I first walked into OA. I'd heard it all my life, love your neighbor as yourself. And, um, you know, I, I, of course, intellectually, I got it. Of course, you know, it's, it's an easy concept to understand even for the most selfish person. Um, but emotionally, I, I didn't get it. I was um, dry drunk for many years. I'd put down the food, but oh, I was still trying to control everybody and control everything. And, and you know, I have to remember that the steps 
are what got me sober. The steps are what really took away the pain and the loneliness. And the way I got through the steps were the people that walked me through it. And not just my sponsor, who was wonderful and patient and kind, but the people that I called on the telephone who I'd never met before and picked up the phone and acted like we were old friends. And when I said something like, you know, my husband's driving me crazy, my kids are driving me crazy, everything is their fault, they listened so kindly and gently. And sometimes once in a while they might say, yeah, this might be about you. (laughs) And I didn't get that until I got through the steps. And when I got through the steps, then I got it. Before I came in a program, um, if I had heard people talking about a convention they had gone to and I hadn't gone, I would have felt resentful and angry and irritable. And even while I was in program without working the steps really thoroughly, I still got angry and resentful. And after the convention, when I heard people coming back and talking about it, you know, initially my, my first old lizard brain instinct was to feel hurt. Ugh. I got left out. But then my program brain kicked in and said, I'm so happy for all these people that had this wonderful conference, and I can't wait to call them up and hear all about it. And that is, you know, a 180-degree personality change. The last thing I'll say is that I'm still a dry drunk, um, and my recovery is dependent on being spiritually fit every single day. And, uh, you know, at midnight I turned into a pumpkin, I heard someone on this line say. And it's so true because last night I was a dry drunk. I was lonely in the world. Everybody, I had no one. You know, I was completely lost in my own head and my own sadness. And I reached out. I sent a couple of texts. I made a couple of phone calls. And within minutes I knew I wasn't alone because the first word of the big book is we. It's we. We are, none of us are in this alone. And if you're a newcomer on the line, Just remember, you're not alone. Make a phone call. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you very much, Kristen R. Barbara E., please go ahead. May I be heard? Yes, you can, Barbara. Oh, thank you. I normally listen to this meeting uh, because of the time element on the anytime and do not get a chance to share. But I really felt compelled to share today because I did a harm this morning. And who did I want to call about it? I wanted to call people who would understand. I got a call from a sponsee on the way home from the gym. And after we talked, she said a little prayer for me. I and I, so I wanted to share with you that I harmed my car and the side of my garage. I pulled out, took a little bit of the garage door with me and a little bit of my car. So I did the harm. But basically, it's a fear, a fear of what my husband will say, what my husband will think he'll be, kind and caring, but in his head I am imagining he will be thinking of the money it might cost to repair it and then telling me about it. And, of course, it affects my sense of fear, my sense of competence. 
I feel selfish. I want to hang on to my good reputation as a driver. Self-seeking, continue to do it. But who do I turn to, my fellows in recovery? Because recovery is about learning to love and value myself enough to stop destroying myself with negative thoughts. There is absolutely nothing I could have done about it. I was cautious, but I did some harm. Recovery is about learning to change my mind and my heart. It's about forgiving myself and forgiving others. It's about letting go of my shame and learning to accept my true self. It's about learning that I have a choice. I choose to be hopeful rather than hopeless. And I can choose to act from faith rather than from fear, which is what I'm feeling right now. I can enjoy my life, enjoy listening to you, the wisdom of you, and know that all is right with the world as long as I keep doing the program. And the good thing is, With all this, it did not even occur to me to pick up a piece of whatever. What occurred to me was to call the 10 a.m. meeting and listen to you. Thank you, and I pass gratefully. Thank you, Barbara E. Okay, we can take some more names. Who would like to share? Elaine B. Elaine B. Thank you. Who else? Beth B. What's that, Beth C? Beth B is a boy. Boy. Thank you, Beth. Sherry KB. Sherry KB. Lane C. Lane C. Anyone else? Okay, let's take this and we'll see where we are at the end. Please go ahead, Elaine. Thank you so much, Kathy Kay, for your service and your many years of friendship. I really appreciate this program and that it has taught me how to be a friend. I really, really didn't know. Um, I actually didn't really even know how into myself I was until... I got into this program, this design for a living that really works. And just reading, um, doing some step one work with a sponsee and reading in um, there's a solution about, you know, this this from ship to stern, uh, you know, captain's table to steerage that all these people get together that we we wouldn't normally mix. But yet because of the foundation of this program, um, Built into it, our very lives as ex-problem drinkers depend on the constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. It was always about meeting my needs. And if you weren't meeting my needs, I was unhappy about it. And yet now today, it's just an amazing thing to be able to reach out and pick up the phone and, and um, you know, talk to somebody and, and help guide them through this book or through a 10-step or to be able to be the one on the line calling, and I am asking for help, but I'm not looking for them as my solution. I'm asking them to hear and reflect any thoughts they have so that I can be of maximum use to God and others and not 
all about me, you know, fix me, make me feel better, me, 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 I, 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 it's all about me. That's what my sponsor used to say to me when I give my fifth step. And, um, I've learned how to listen. I've learned, I hope, at least a little bit some, to be a little more concise using time shares and being respectful of other people's time and thoughts. I've learned how to be more open. I've learned how to get um, intuitive thoughts from a power greater than myself. The best I can bring is, you know, my symbol full of knowledge and understanding. Um, but when I open myself to the my higher power, things from this big book come forward. Uh, experiences that I've had, things like that can maybe help people get a different look, a different perspective of life. But the one thing that I know that I love is that I can um, I can be real. I can be myself. I don't have to worry about what you think about me. I don't have to worry about um, uh, uh, being the best in the room. It's not a competition. We're, we're walking shoulder to shoulder on this common journey. And that, um, you know, I, I really am learning the meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. Learning to love myself in a new way and just to appreciate people. Um, having a whole new lens of glasses as I as I look about people and really the true meaning of friendship. And it's had an impact in my family relationships and um, relationships inside and outside of the room. And it's given me access to, to God and others in a way I've never known before. So just keep doing the work. <laughs> Thanks, friends. I pass. Thank you so much, Elaine B. Um, Beth, Please go ahead. Good morning, everybody. This is Beth B. in Charlottesville, Virginia. Grateful recovering compulsive overeater. Wow. I um, yesterday I went out uh, and, and played uh, tennis with with a fellow in the program. We found that we shared a common uh, love of the sport. And I, I say love of the sport because I, I grew up in uh, in a very high-pressure environment where I was trained to be a competitor and um, ended up being a nationally ranked tennis player out of that deal. And so uh, over the last several years, tennis was something I thought, oh, I'm, I'm never going to play that again because uh, it, it brings back so many um, memories for me. However, uh, working through this program, working the steps with a sponsor, uh, I, I found yesterday that I was out there on the tennis court hitting balls without a care in the world with somebody that I really love, and uh, we, we shared the experience. And I, I, I have to say that in, in growing uh, or it, before coming into OA, I had no idea how that felt. I had absolutely no idea how it felt uh, to – spend time with another human being and not worry about myself, how I looked, how I, you know, how they were perceiving me, if I was better than them. Well, I lost yesterday. I don't care anymore about losing. It's not about that. Um, so anyway, uh, that's, that's something that, that's new and fresh in my experience that I would love to share. And I would also like to, to point out um, in the paragraph here, you will find learn the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, I I go back to what it says in uh, a vision for you, um, where you can't give something that you don't have, and so 
the program is teaching me that being able to love others comes from within. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Beth B. Uh, Sherry KB, please share with us. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, Grateful Recovery Compulsive Reader. Thank you so much for your service, and welcome everybody on the line. Um, you know, it, this paragraph that we read right before this one, that it says the most satisfactory of your years exist, will lie ahead. No, excuse me, I mean, I know I must get along without liquor, but how? Have you a sufficient substitute? And it says, yes, there is a substitute, and it is vastly more than that. And that's what it is, is the fellowship of, of, of this of this group and of OA and um, how learning to, to give and receive and to be of service and how the fellowship grows. I know that I learned when I was taken through this book that my full reliance needs to be on a higher power and that my support comes from my fellows, the meetings, and on the phone bridge. And... Um, and it says down here that we'll make lifelong friends. And, you know, I came into OA in 1988, and I met a friend a, a year later, and we've been friends ever since. And uh, I had a sponsee over 25 years ago, and we became very good friends. Um, and she's like one of my best friends today. And I just know that the people on the line that I talk with and, you know, the camaraderie that we have and the give and the and receive it's just amazing and you know i've got some real good friends that are not compulsive ever readers that when i have tried to explain to them what it's like to be a compulsive ever reader they look at me like bambi in headlights and i know they don't understand and i'm so grateful to have people among me that understand me and i understand them and um and i love that full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself um and that i have learned to love myself and i'm very grateful for that I also think about the you know the closing that is in OA when it says I put my hand in yours and together we could do what we could never do alone. No longer is there a sense of hopelessness. No longer must we each depend upon our own unsteady willpower. We're all together now, reaching out our hands for a power and strength greater than ours. And as we join hands, we find love and understanding beyond our wildest dreams. And I'm just so grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. Um, Lane C, please go ahead. Hello, this is uh, Lane C, gratefully recovering in Columbus, Ohio. Kathy, thanks so much for your service. Um, I am uh, really struck. I, I, like once I heard these words um, from this paragraph, um, I just felt instantly hopeful. And um, I just felt instantly hopeful in the relationships um, in OA. I was, we, um, here in some of our in-person meetings, did a workshop this past Saturday, and um, there were a bunch of uh, folks in the room um, just getting together. And, and I love uh, that fellowship, and I love this fellowship. And so the longer that I stay in those in-person rooms and, and the longer that I stay here, the more connected I feel to my fellows. I didn't... Um, coming to this program initially to um, to make friends, I was really trying to come to to get my needs met, and um, you know, in spite of myself, um, I, I'm grateful that 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 I've made friends and that like, um, you know, when I I introduced myself on this line like a, a few weeks ago and got so many 
phone calls from people, and um, it just left me with this um, inspiration on my heart to call newcomers whenever I I meet them here, and also um, whenever I meet them in our in-person rooms. It's just so much more um, encouraging and brings folks further into our fellowship. You know, the other piece that I'm also struck by in this paragraph is, you know, near you, alcoholics are dying helplessly like people on a sinking ship. If you, if you live in a large place, there are hundreds, um, high and low, rich and poor. These are future fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, and certainly for OA2, um, I have a, a dear friend out here who struggles with compulsive overeating and is, um, and is, is just really struggling right now and has not um, really chosen to be a part of our fellowship. And um, and what I can do, you know, for her is to just be a good um, present um, because I'm grateful also for the reminder in this paragraph that this is, you know, a fatal um, disease for us, um, possibly in a different way, but a fatal disease for us. Um, and so I am grateful to be living and living fully uh, with you all, connected to you all. And thank you so much for all the ways that all the folks on the line uh, for everything that you shared and all the ways you've helped me. I pass. Thank you share, Lane C. Um, we have time for two or three more shares. Who would like to speak today? Courtney B. Courtney B. Reggie O. And Reggie O. Anybody else? Okay, let's go ahead with Courtney B. Uh, Courtney B., Northern California, recovered compulsive overeater. Can you hear me? I can, Courtney. So I'm minding my own business, and I hear this song on the radio. I think it's a Toby Keith, but the song was called, What About Me? And it was the cutest thing ever. I started laughing because it was singing, what about me, what about me, what I think, what I feel, what I need, what I want, what about me? And I just started laughing and giggling because I'm like, yeah, that's me and my disease big time. It doesn't matter. All I care about me, 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 what about me? And and coming into OA, you know, I come from a background of isolation and self-everything. I just did everything. Trust was dangerous for me. And it was... The thought of making phone calls, ugh. But I was willing. And now I love hearing people's stories. You know, this is holy ground we get to walk on with one another. And we open our hearts to each other, something that a lot of us aren't used to doing. And I have found it's safe. It's okay to be vulnerable. And instead of preaching, I get to just share what's going on in my heart and life today without binging. And I get to hear other people and it God does seem to weave us together with one another in a way that's been very healing for me. Um, so I'm very grateful for that and without a path. Thank you, Courtney B. Uh, Reggie O, please go ahead. Hi, good morning, Kathy Kay, and thanks so much for your service and everybody who's on the call this morning. Uh, this is Reggie. Oh, very gratefully recovered in the Los Angeles area. And, you know, li- listening to this, I are reading and listening to this, hearing people share this morning, I just felt, gosh, it just filled me 
with so much gratitude for this program, you know, and looking well, looking back at my very, you know, my very beginnings in program many years ago, uh, and how I fast walked into a room and knew that I was among my people in some respects. So I, I would have never thought about it that way. Uh, but there were people who shared an experience that I could never share with anyone that I didn't even have words for, and uh, you know, and and I think a part of this dis ease that certainly has been for me. Uh, has been a real sense of disconnection, feeling like an outsider belonging. No matter what it looked like to other people, uh, how I felt inside was like an amazing, um, was sometimes amazingly different. And, you know, and I, there's hardly a person in program that I've talked to that hasn't had that experience. And there's something about coming into these rooms, um, coming into these rooms and sharing, sharing this, you know, I never shared the bad stuff, the hard stuff, the challenging stuff before. There was never a way, there was never a way to get through it, you know, and, and sometimes I still, sometimes I still get into, you know, uh, this looking good thing. That was how I used to live in the past. Now it's something that just comes up, you know, comes up here and there. It came up for me twice yesterday, but um, you know, this, uh, among them you will make lifelong friends. You will be bound to them with new and wonderful ties for you will and have, do escape the disaster together and you will uh, commit shoulder to shoulder your common journey. There is, But that is just so powerful, you know, that sense of we are never alone. And, you know, and, and also, again, those other people have shared the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. And I love what someone said before. It's so true, you know, that... You can, I can only give what I have and, you know, and it's, it's imperative for me to see and love myself as God sees and loves me because that's how I'll be able to truly see and love other people. And, you know, that's, and that is definitely a process and the, the process of the, you know, the process works through the steps, you know, it's a program of vigorous action. We turn our will, make a decision to turn our will and lives over. And then it's vigorous action to remove those things from us that keep us from ourselves, God, other people experiencing this, this, this amazing friendship and commonality and strength and just the, the hope of every day is amazing. And, you know, this past week I had a, I just completed a week that I did not know how I would ever make it through. And, you know, and that was the, that was the problem. You know, I didn't know how I would make it through. And so what I did was I, I relied on what is most wonderful, and that is the program and God and other people, and did an amazing amount of surrendering, you know. And I was prepared. I did everything I needed to do and had, you know, some pretty amazing and wonderful experiences. And in the meantime, you know, in doing that work, I ran across and had the opportunity to be in front of people who share our, you know, some, uh, who share our, our disease. And uh, I, I never hide in situations like that being <clears throat> a compulsive overeater uh, because, I'm, because, you know, I just think it's useful and I did. <clears throat> and it was useful. didn't mean to need to convince anyone of anything. There was nothing else to the story, but that's a part of my story. <clears throat> and um, so just really extremely grateful for this this true fellowship, this kinship, this community where we do know each other before we pick up the phone or say hello in a very deep and meaningful way. And um, I'll pass with that. Thank you, Reggio. And um, I'm going to take a quick share. Um, this is Kathy Kay, and I'm moved to share today. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. 
<clears throat> after hearing all of your shares, I'm so filled with gratitude for um, how far I've come and how much I've learned from all of you, some of whom I've never talked with one-on-one, -on -one, but um, in these meetings, I am just brought to a new level of awareness of who I am and um, what it means to love thy neighbor as thyself. I, I know when I came to these rooms um, 23 years ago, something like that, I had no idea what it meant to love myself or to love another. I was so um, <clears throat> dictated by my self-centered fear and my self-reliance um, that I did not know how to live a life of happy usefulness. Um, and I have learned that from my journey, um, which has involved all of you in one way or another. Um, I'm struck by uh, really not having the words to describe what has happened to me, only that when I picked up the big book, uh, more than 10 years into my recovery, um, then I began to really learn um, what it means uh, to be a compulsive overeater and also what it means to find recovery. Um, I just didn't have a clue, even though I had been in program already for 12 years. So today I am very grateful for the 12 steps, for the big book, for my higher power, for vision, for you, all of which combine to help me live a life of happy and sane usefulness on a daily basis. And with that, I pass. And I think that brings us just about to the end of our meeting. Um, we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And I'm going to ask Becky Kay to please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you. This is Becky Kay, Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Maryland. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events that will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.